0: Christmas, Christmas. turn to someone right beside you and say, you look beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) now tell them them the real truth, turn to someone on the other side and say, you are beautiful, Uh, come on, Uh, because you all look really, really, really good, but it's not just about looking really good. You see, I believe this morning that you're going to have the best Christmas ever. And you're thinking, wow, that's that's a lot. The best Christmas ever. How you know? You must have some special program. (laughs) No, we don't, it's special program. And this is what you need to understand. Great programs are fun, but they won't give you the best Christmas ever. Then it must be those songs. You're gonna sing incredible songs, and they are amazing Christmas songs. I just love singing Christmas songs. How many is with me? Half of you. The other half are going, no, move on. (laughs) But it's not about great Christmas songs great Christmas songs will make you feel good but they won't give you the best Christmas ever then you say well it must be the, the kids the kids are gonna are singing oh they are so cute they're gonna be amazing the kids are gonna sing they're just incredible and it's good to be around family it's good to see family we're gonna have a very family moment in the middle of everything but let me tell you something the best family in the world won't give you the best Christmas ever. Now, some of you go, well, I don't know if I just had a, you know, things in my family would work out. I understand. But the Bible tells us that Christ came, Emmanuel, and called, and he is called Emmanuel. And in the New Testament, just because, you know, we're not always quick, it says Emmanuel, and then it has in parentheses, which means God with us. And in the end, the only thing that's going to give you the best Christmas ever, which I believe with all of my heart, what is going to make the best Christmas ever is understanding that God is with us. God is with us. That's the most incredible thing. If we can just stop in the the hustle and the bustle of Christmas and trees and presents. How many say good on presents? We love the presents, right? All our presents are amazing. If we could just stop and say, but you know what makes this amazing? No matter if you have a great family or you're having a really broken family. No matter if everything's going well or things are so tight financially you can't. No matter what it is, to understand the best Christmas ever is to understand that Christ has come. Christ is with us. The Bible says in the Old Testament, Michael the prophet said that Jesus would come to Bethlehem hundreds of years before Jesus ever came. He said, Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah would come to Bethlehem. He says he would come to Bethlehem and out of you, out of Bethlehem, will come one who will be the ruler. Christ came as a little sweet little baby Jesus, right? We understand that. But he didn't come to stay that way. He came to be the ruler of not only this world, but of your hearts. He came and will be the ruler whose origins are from old and from ancient times. You think, what does that mean from ancient times? I love that little phrase at the end, from ancient times, because it, it literally means that he will come forth from long ago. From long ago. This is the prophet five, 600 years before Jesus came, saying he would come to be born in Bethlehem, and said he was all ready. He was from long ago. He was from, literally it means, from days of eternity. Jesus Christ stepped out of eternity into a little baby manger. Jesus Christ, all God, all man, came so that we could know that He is with us, that He has come to us. You know, the Bible says that Jesus was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last days. Okay, listen to what I'm saying (laughs) The Bible says that Jesus was chosen from the foundation of the world before the world was even uh, created. Jesus came so that he would die for us. Jesus came from the creation of the world, but was revealed in the last times for your sake. The manger, Bethlehem, all of that, everything. Why would God come? Why would the God of the whole universe come and be born in a manger? Why would all that happen for you? for you that god can touch you that god can change me he came for us oh there, there's something exciting when you get a present tomorrow and you get all your presents and you realize and one of them has your name on it it it, it won't say it won't say pastor greg or dr greg or anything. it just says greg it has my name I'm, and, and there's there's, ex, there's a, a joy and excitement with that, but the greatest joy, the greatest present, was that Christ came for you. Christ came for you. What joy is that? What great exceeding joy do we have? And you know what? That's what makes all the difference in the world is that we have joy. I want us to all stand. Come on, let's stand. You're going to be up and down like you're in a Catholic church. Somebody's going to feel right at home. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. So this is what I want you to do. We're going to sing. The joy, and you're not just thinking about joy, joy, joy. No, you're singing, joy came for me. Joy came from my family, from my heart, from my situation. Joy came for us. Come on, let's all sing. Let's sing strong. Let's sing out joy to the world.
1: to the world the lord is come let her earth...
0: Actually let your face know that you were happy. You see, joy is not just something that is just in, in our hearts. It's something that we live, it's something that we have to flows inside and out Because if it's just outside joy you know that's called happiness. sometimes all the situations go well and we're happy. Sometimes they don't and we're not happy. But joy is able to overcome all of those things, everything that is a- around us. Why don't you be seated just real quick? See, this is how we know we can have the best Christmas ever. The best Christmas ever comes from songs of joy from our heart. The best Christmas ever comes from something that is greater than what is around us. You see, happiness is dependent on the circumstances around us, but joy, real joy, is something that flows from the inside out. (laughs) And only that can come from a changed heart. Only Only God can give us this joy the kind of joy you see joy came to bethlehem jesus came and was born in a stable and you know what it wasn't all perfect it was it was a difficult situation y'all don't know anything about difficult situations but sometimes people have those sometimes it's, it's hard sometimes you can't pay the bills sometimes there's no place this day sometimes it's really really difficult sometimes people are sick it's really hard and you're thinking man that means that there's no joy right but joy came in the midst of all of that joseph and mary were in a stable having this child oh my goodness it was it was it was not ideal by any stretch of imagination and yet god didn't say no wait a minute this doesn't feel right So we're going to hold off. We're not sending Jesus right now to Bethlehem at this time. I know I already got the angels there. Just recall those angels. Come on, get them back. You know, make the shepherds go back to sleep. It's all good because this isn't a perfect time. No, joy came in the midst of the difficult times. And that's the beauty of joy coming to our hearts in our lives is that even in the hard times, even in the difficult times, even when it seems uh, not to be perfect, God is able to touch us. I love what the Bible says. It says, he is able to keep us from stumbling. Did you know that? Did you really know that? Because sometimes we see Christianity as something that is talked about. and It is something we aspire to. But there's nothing we can really attain. It's just, it's just ethereal and way up there. But the Bible says he is able to keep you from stumbling and present you before his glorious presence. Watch this. Without fault. Literally without fear, and with great joy. Wow, that's incredible. Now, a lot of us get really apprehensive when we think we've got to stand before God. (laughs) A little little much. I I don't understand like that. But you know what the Bible tells us right here is that we can stand with joy and only can we stand with joy because of who he is and what he's done. And just what he's able to do in our life. You see, the Bible says that in Christ, there's no condemnation. That means that there's nothing that will condemn us. And what I found in life is that most of the time, what condemns us the most is us. We condemn ourselves because we don't measure up. We condemn ourselves because we have this expectation. And and that condemnation cannot be broken. It It is something that just hangs over us so often in life. But if we begin to understand that as we move in Christ, as we are in God, that that is broken, that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ that keeps us, that is able. And I love Psalms, Psalms 28, 7 says, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. Now watch this. My heart trusts Him. Do you trust Him? Oh, it's so easy to say. But when all of a sudden everything starts to go wrong or everything is really difficult, it's not so easy to do, is it? (laughs) My, My heart trusts Him. He helps me. Do you understand that? Christ has come to help you, to change you. For your life, in your situation, where you are, and everything that's going on around you, Christ has come for you. So that's understanding the best Christmas ever. To, to trust in him, and he helps me, my heart leaps with joy. It leaps with joy. It's a dancing joy. When's the last time you had a dancing joy? <laughs> last time Tampa actually scored. But anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> when, when's, when's, when's the last time you just felt, wow? And you are dancing and leaping like a child. Like a child. That's faith. Because you see, we have to decide. The opposite of, of, uh, of, of fear, I believe, is joy. Because if we have joy, we're not afraid to stand before Him. If we have joy, we know that He, has, he doesn't condemn us because we trust in Him. Do you trust in Christ? Do, have you had that opportunity to say i'm going to trust god i'm going to trust god every time it's tried every single time we find in the bible someone said oh okay i'm gonna i'm gonna risk god i want to trust god god never fails he never fails and he won't fail you he won't start failing with you (laughs) he won't say okay okay he he, care of everybody but but not me no 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 that's what the world says but that's not what god wants us to understand we can we can trust him, trust him like a little child, leaping and dancing. Have you seen kids when they're playing? Have you seen the kids when they're playing? You know, they, they don't have any qualms about leaping and jumping, you know. You know they're, they're, they, don't, they look like that and you go, oh, isn't that cute and that precious? But I think sometimes we lose that. We lost a little bit of, of what does it mean to, to leap for joy, to trust God that much. So we're just going to pause this morning. And we're going to have a bit of a family moment and allow the children to lead us. Lead us in understanding. You know what? I have to trust. I have to trust. From the youngest that knows that when you hold them you're not going to drop them, do you trust? Are you willing to trust? So this is what we're going to do. We're going to take we're going to have the kids come up and as they come up, we're going to all gather around and we're going to sing Some family Christmas. This is where you go, ah. In case you didn't know that. This is, ah. And then the other half goes, ooh. Ah, ooh. Come on, we'll work it. We'll get it. Come on. Just it. Come on up, have a seat. Yup, yup, yup.
1: Right here. Hey, Basil.
0: Right. Have a seat.
1: I'll sing with them, okay? One more time. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills, and everywhere.
0: Come on, let's give them a hand. Wait a minute, just a minute, Okay, okay all the parents that need to stand up, take a picture a family church. Come on, stand up, take a picture. Quickly, just push the button. It's, it's easy. It's not hard. Awesome. Come on, give him one more hand. One more hand. Amazing. Uh, and you say, you say, well, that was nice, but let me let me tell you something. That was one of the most spiritual things we do all morning. Because it teaches us to trust God like a child. To believe that when Jesus came, He didn't just come from motions. He didn't create, come to create a religion. He didn't come to create so we can have presents around a Christmas tree. It was so much more than that. Christ came so that we can be changed. Christ came so that everything changes. As a matter of fact, Christ is the light of the world. He was the light before He came. He was the light during and even at His death. He always remained the light. Here's what you need to understand about light light chases and defeats darkness. Darkness never defeats light, light always moves. Oh, push the button. Technology. Okay. Darkness is simply the absence of light. Light is always spreads. Light always wins. You need to get that. This isn't just, okay, we're going to start to light candles because we do on Christmas. No, 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 no. I want you to hold the candle and understand that he's the light in your life. He's the light that changes the world around you. And it, it feels like, oh, it's not very bright. Light always grows. Light gets stronger. Darkness is dark. It doesn't get darker. It's just the absence of light. But light will grow. And just as we light these candles and spread these candles and sing this song about God's love and God's light and God's uh, silent and holy night, even as we do that, understand, understand that light grows. And I don't know what you're going through or what you're dealing with, but I need you to know that Maybe you're thinking, I need that light in my life. I need some light to change in this situation or this circumstance. Let that light shine in your heart. Watch it. Ah has spread to us. And God, we pray that that light penetrates every heart, no matter where the heart is or how desperate or difficult or hard or how great the failure or the sin. Break through with your light. And Father, let the darkness retreat and run from our lives. Let the darkness retreat from our minds, from the the dark places that easily creep in. God, we pray for your light and your love to penetrate every single heart. We pray, God, that we would welcome that light. We would welcome in your light and let that light so shine in us that the others around us could see it. And they say, wow, you have a light. And That light is the love of Christ. Father, we thank you for that. And everybody said, Amen. Isn't God good? Carefully, without blowing wax on your neighbor beside you. <laughs> Blow out the candle. We have buckets that are going right now up and down the aisles as the ushers stare at me. Uh, uh, you can be seated, all of you. And we're going to dismiss the kids right now because they have a very, all the kids up to fifth grade, we have a very, very, very special happy birthday, Jesus party it, it's a birthday party Jesus was born get it okay you'll catch on it's, it, it's easy it's easy it really is so all the kids uh, be dismissed to your class it's going to be a, a great 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 time for you because they have a, a cookie that's how big girls how big is a cookie it's this big it's this big I promise you it'll be this big it's a big old candy. so y'all go come on I'm excited that you're here this, this uh, morning at, uh, for our Christmas Eve morning service. It's a little, a little confusing. Uh, uh, and I want you to know you're always welcome. You're welcome in this place. I don't care who you are, where you're coming from, or what you're dealing with. You're always welcome. Because you see, I believe God wants to change us and touch us. But he has to have something messed up to change. So if you're not messed up, if you're perfect, don't worry about coming. But otherwise... You're, you're welcome here, and you're welcome always, any, any Sunday. I just want to mention one thing real quick. Every Christmas, Core Church does a twice the Christmas. And what that is, is that we encourage everyone in the congregation to do something to not only have a great Christmas, but to give away a great Christmas. Because I think that's how you have a great Christmas, even the best Christmas ever, is to give it away. And so we collected, I think it was almost uh, up to uh, almost 100 gifts, children's gifts, that we gave to Metropolitan Ministries. Had a huge box up there. I had great faith. Axel and I did. We had great, we spew lots and we thought, God's going to fill this box. And he did because we told everyone to be big presents. But anyway, we filled that box. And it's true, it's true. We filled that box and we gave it all the way. But also a part of it, and the reason I mention it, it twice at Christmas, is you can give financially. And everything that comes in under the heading of twice a Christmas, we give away. There are several uh, children's reaches we're doing this Christmas. One of them is uh, there's human trafficking. One of the biggest human trafficking areas that happens is is, uh, in Nepal right before they go into India. And then we have a group that is working to rescue children. And we're believing we want to support them so that those children that are rescued boys and girls can have a great Christmas. We also want to support uh, a, a ministry in Uganda of orphaned children that uh, have, it's a, they're in a, a great situation, it's called Watoto, and we always want to support and believe for them. We're also supporting, uh, I can say certain things, but we have uh, people that work with underground churches in Gaza, Christians. And these Christians are finding orphans everywhere that are killed for whatever war. And they're trying to take them and rescue them and to put them in Christian homes. You can understand the sensitivities of this and how, how difficult this would be to find these kids and to put them in Christian homes. But that's what they're doing at great risk to themselves. And, and on top of that, we have a, uh, a young lady that is starting out that is going to do Bible translations. You see, I just think we need to help and do whatever we can because she'll be working translating Bibles for an indigenous group that doesn't have the Bible, and we're going to reach out and bless them. So I just want to mention that to say if you want to be a part of that, if you want to give away uh, uh, twice at Christmas, you can go on our website, uh, click uh, the give button. You can do it anonymously or, or register. It's all up to you. And give and click twice the christmas if you click anything that goes in that twice the christmas we'll give out it'll be gone by the end of this year to somebody to some group uh because that's what we want to do we want to bless and we just wanted to open it up to me maybe you wanted to be a part of that you're welcome to do that uh and uh i know god will bless you Amen? amen let me pray father we thank you so much that you have given us such a great christmas god we are so blessed Even with the things that we deal with and the things that may not be perfect in our life, we are blessed people. And so, Lord, we want to give away as well. We want to give to those that wouldn't have if we didn't give, that wouldn't have the understanding of the the incredible blessing that comes with Christmas. And so, Lord, I pray you would bless every single giver as they give. And, And, Lord, bless them abundantly. Pour back into their life and honor their sacrifice, I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we sang about silent night, but every single phrase of that started with not only silent night, because we call it silent night. That's the name of the song, silent night, right? But it's not just a silent night, is it? It's a silent night. It's a holy night. See, we we want the silent night. We understand that. God, give me peace. God, give me calm. God, you know, it's crazy, you know, especially just drive around Tampa for about 10 minutes and you'll be praying for a silent, calm night. But we don't always know what to do with holy night. Why is holy night there? Why, why can't it just be a calm night? What does it what deal with a silent night and the holy night? And they go together in ways that we can't understand. But that God wants us, I believe, if we're going to have the best Christmas ever, we need us to understand the best Christmas ever comes from the silence, holiness. The silence of holiness. That's sort of a strange world, a word even in our 21st century culture, holy. Isn't holy just whatever I say holy is? What do I do with holiness? What do I, how do I even understand or process that? I love the story that Paul Simon wrote, The Sound of Silence. You know, you know that song? It's a famous song, right? Simon and Garfunkel. Do you realize that he wrote that at 3 a.m. on a Wednesday morning in the darkness with just him and his guitar? And then they sang it and they recorded it, and it was so bad that the group broke up. They went their separate ways. You know, like, wait, wait a minute. That's not history. That's like one of the most, you hear it in an elevator, woo, you know, up and going up and down. You pray for the silence of, you know, whatever. So it, it, it's everywhere, and they're a group, and they did all these great songs later on. Yes, yes, that's true, but when they first released it, no one liked it. No one liked it at all, and so they broke up because they thought, obviously, we're not supposed to sing together. <laughs> it's obvious, right? <laughs> Simon Garfunkel, who would, who would think that would be a pair? You know. So they went on, they went on their, their way, separate ways, and a little bit later after that, a producer got a hold of the song, had rights with it for, for them, and took it and rearranged it, and added drums, and background, and music, and all these type of things to it, and re-released it, and when they re-released it, everyone goes, wow, this is the most amazing song ever, they just loved it, they played it in elevators, they played it everywhere, they just, they just, they loved it, and the, and Simon and Garfunkel said, uh, we should be together, you know, we should, we should do this, so they got back together, because of, and, and, Started to write all kinds of great songs, and the rest is history, so they say. When asked about the song, they said, what does the song mean? He said, it really means the lack of communication, the, the breakdown of talking to one another, of understanding what each other feels, of understanding the connection that we have and so we, we substituted for commercialism and such, and which, a, which was a, a, amazing that they were so far ahead of their time that they wrote about how technology would overcome us, and here we are. Hmm. Fascinating. But the lesson for us this morning, the lesson for us here and, and now, is understanding the connection and the relationship between the silence and the holiness. See, we want God's peace. God, we want you to love me. We want you to take care of me. We want you to uh, forgive me. We want to go to heaven. How many? Everybody wants to go to heaven. So we want to do that. You know, we we all like that. But I don't really understand this holy part. And God said, "That's okay. I'll take care of that." That's the amazing part. That's the joy part. God said, "I'll take care of the holiness." If you trust me, if you trust in what I'm doing, I will take care of the holiness and make sure that you're good. I love that the Bible says that by his will, by his will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ. You got to get all, you got to get that. This is the Bible. And the Bible's saying that his will is for you to be holy. I how many feel holy? How many many are really holy? How many is the holiest? You just disqualified yourself. (laughs) How can I be holy, God? I struggle with this, this is hard, this is difficult. He says that I will make you holy through me. The problem we have sometimes is that we try to be holy in our own selves, or we redefine holiness. Well, I think this is holy. (laughs) Really, that's not holy at all. But we, we, we do that or, or we try to say, I'll be holy, I'll be good enough. If you're trying to be good enough, you're going to fail. If you're trying to be a really good Christian, quit. Stop. That's not, that's not how you attain uh, the spiritual growth that God has for us in our relationship with Christ. That's not, not it. It is through Him, through His death, through His sacrifice. And so our only responsibility is to step into that, to step into His Holiness, that He can make it. That's what holy night, silent night, is really all about. That's what it means to, to say that it's a silent night because He silences our sin. He silences your failure. He silences all those things, the nagging uh, 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 anxieties and all these things. That, he silences all of that because of His holiness. Only the holiness that He could do. Only through His sacrifice. Can we do that? But it usually comes down to this. What do you hear? What story do you hear? What does Christmas mean to you? How do you define Christmas? What do you hear? I want us to stand one more time. Everyone stand one more time. And I want you to sing with us. And I want you to think, what is the story that I know? What is it that I hear? Said the night
1: wind to the little land. See what I see, way up in the sky, little land.
0: Someone tells you about Christmas. What do you hear? Oh, it's just about the presents. It's just about the commercialism. If someone tells you about the love of God. Is ah, oh, that He's really on me out to get us? Is that what you hear? Do you hear a loving Christ who came to die for you, that you can know God and have eternal life? Is that what you hear? Is it what? What is it that you hear? because you see that. Finally, the best Christmas ever, <laughs> the, to have the best Christmas ever, you need to understand the story A peace. Do you know the story? Do you know the story?
1: Uh, yeah, I know the
0: story, you know, Mary pregnant, because uh, they messed around ahead of time, you know, come on. And then they get, they get pregnant, and then, you know, is that, is that what you think the story is? What, do you know the story? God coming, breaks through this world of sin and failure and, and, and brokenness and war and all of these things that, that God came to is that the st- What story do you know? What story do you hear? What is it you hear? You hear religion? Oh, that's it, that's it. It's just religion. Rules. Maybe that's what you hear. It's just rules, a bunch of rules. More stuff that I have to do. Is, is, that, is that what Christmas, is that what you hear from Christmas? Or do you hear what peace really means? That we are reconciled. See, peace means these people are are at odds and now they have peace. That means there's a reconciliation. What was at war, what was fighting, what was at tension is now gone. There is peace. They are reconciled. Okay, great. Let's get reconciled. So we... We build great monuments and we build great religions and we build all these things and we think that we can reconcile ourselves by building these huge towers of Babel and now we can reach God. That'll never do it. The Bible is so clear that it says the only way that we can be reconciled, the only way that we can have peace, the only way that we'll ever have peace is to know the story that Jesus came for us. The Bible says that, that Jesus came and I love it in, in John 7. It, it's talking about the people trying to figure out Jesus. You, you ever try to figure out Jesus? What Where, is this all about? They're trying to figure out Jesus, and they say, some say, he's the Messiah.
1: <laughs> well,
0: others ask, oh, no, 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 no. How can the Messiah come from Galilee? How, How, how is, is, is that possible? Does not the Scripture say that the Messiah will come from Bethlehem? Watch this. So the people were divided. You guys know, because I've I've said that 30 times. Jesus came from, he was born at, come on, we'll get it. I know we can. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Wait a minute. They're saying the prophet says he'll be born in Bethlehem, but how can Jesus be the Messiah? He's from Galilee. Why? Because they didn't know the story. And so many times when people say, I don't want anything in God, I don't want anything with that, I don't want to like that, in it's, it's, my heart breaks because I think, but you don't know the story. You don't know the story how God broke into eternity as a baby to live, to, to, to show us how to live and to die for our sins so that I can live, <laughs> me, messed up, broken, that I can be made whole. That's the story. That's... Jesus came so that we can be reconciled. The way that we're reconciled is only through Christ. And the way that you're reconciled this morning, the way that you have peace with God, the way that everything is made right is only through God. Colossians chapter 1, it says, in the Bible it says that Jesus came to reconcile himself to all things. Oh my goodness. To reconcile himself to all things? all things, by making peace. See, that's what the cross was all about. What was the cross all about? Why did Jesus have, what's this dying stuff? What's this blood and guts and and all that? What is all that? I'll tell you what it's about. It was about Jesus coming to make peace through His blood shed on the cross. He made peace for you. He came, was born in a wooden manger and died on a wooden cross so that you and I could have peace with God, so that you and I could be reconciled. That is the story, peace through his blood. Again, in, in our 21st century, we don't like to talk about blood. We watch it all the time in movies. <laughs> we don't have any problem with that, you know, a little Jack Reacher going on. But anyway, we, we, a lot of blood. But do we understand the only blood that really makes a difference is what Christ shed on the cross for you? He died for you. Go back to the very beginning. This is for you. All of this is for you. Everything that that Christ has come to do was for you. That you could have peace. You know, the Romans had a saying. (laughs) And the Romans would come into an area and they would conquer it and they would destroy the people and they would say, we only come to bring peace and safety. In fact, it says in 1 Thessalonians, and Paul was writing and he says, "Um, while the people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come. And he's just making fun of the Romans. It's so funny. You've got to know that. This 1 Thessalonians was the very first letter ever written in the New Testament. It was the very first one. And the first thing that Paul wrote when he wrote it was making fun of the Romans saying of peace and safety, peace and safety. Because that's what they said, but everyone knew they brought destruction and death. And the world around you says, this is peace, this is safety. Do these things. Have these things. If you have a lot of money, you will have peace. We've proven that out to be true, right? (laughs) The more money, the more peace you have. Oh, wait. No, that doesn't work. The bigger house, that will give you peace. That'll give you security. The more security, that always is. You know, everything the world promises about security is just like sand through our fingers. Because destruction will all come for that. There's only one peace. And that's the reconciliation piece that Christ brought through his blood so that you and I can stand before God and say, God, I am unworthy, but I am in Christ and I am forgiven of all of my sins. That's the most amazing thing. You see, Jesus said, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. So Jesus understood there was two different pieces. The world's peace, do this, live this way. If you just rent, live the way you want and act the way you want and sleep with the one you want and behave the way you want and act like you want, if you do that, that will give you the peace. Mm. And he said, I don't give you that peace. I give you a peace, not like the world gives, but something even better. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be And if you miss everything else, everything else is just like, bah, 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 bah. Charlie Brown, you know, you're listening. Say, what is that? What is he saying? Then hear that. Hear that story. The story that God has brought peace. And when our hearts don't have to be troubled, we can trust him in all things. See, the story of Bethlehem is a story of Reconciliation the story of God breaking in to our messed up, broken world and saying, I'm going to take that and I'm going to redeem it and I'm going to change it. And that's what he offers us. So it wouldn't be much of a Christmas, the best Christmas ever, if we just didn't stop for a moment and I ask you, are you willing to be reconciled to God through Christ? It's a very simple thing. It's just saying, God, I trust you like a little child sitting up here kicking her feet, saying, wow, this is fun. You can do the same. God, I trust you. I don't understand everything. I don't know all that theology. But I know that you love me. And you died for me. And I want to pray. And as I pray, if that's you, I want you to just open your heart and pray with me. Pray with me in your heart. Pray out loud. Because God needs to hear it. It's not about what I hear or what I see. It's about what God does and whether you mean it in your heart. So I want to pray, and I want everyone, just pray it with me. Say, dear God, forgive me of all of my sin. I've come to you to be reconciled, to be forgiven, to be made whole and well. I feel broken and lost, and I need you. I receive your peace. I receive your forgiveness. And God, I receive your joy. The joy that says that I can stand before you and not be condemned. And God, I pray for that for every single person in the sound of my voice. Every single person that feels this auditorium. Every single person, God, that says, that's me, I want that. God, do that in every single heart. And we pray. And we believe and we confess by faith in the name of Jesus. And everybody said? Amen. Amen, I believe that. And you say, well, is it that simple? Oh, yeah, I probably complicated it. It's even simpler. Just trust God. Allow him to speak into your life. Allow God to be the one that reconciles for you. Because it's about about the song of joy you're going to have the best Christmas ever because it's going to be filled with joy this year. Come on. You're going to be filled with joy. It's filled with holiness because it's his holiness, not your holiness because our holiness is just, well, the Bible, the best words are stinky, but that's it. So we put that aside. Our holiness doesn't measure up, but only his holiness does because he has come to reconcile us. Now, what do we go? What do I do? What do I do for now? What what, what do I do? Go tell somebody. <laughs> That's what you do. You just go tell somebody, go tell somebody, go tell somebody of what God has done. Say I don't understand it. So this crazy guy's up there with bright, glowing red shirt. I don't know. My wife made me wear this. Anyways, that was unkind. But it's true. It is true. <laughs> Come on, everyone, stand. Everyone, stand. Come on, let's stand. God loves you so much. And God is here to change your life. And this is just the beginning. I don't care where you're at. You may think I'm starting way back there or way down there. That's where we start. Because God moves us and takes us. And I'm praying that for you. I'm praying that for you and your family. And your one job, So what do I do? Well, your one job is to tell somebody. Just to tell somebody. Go tell them in the valley. Oh, I know. Go tell them on the mountain. Yeah. That's a cute. Come
1: on. <laughs> All right, CORE Church, I hope you'll put your hands together with us as we're singing this one. This one's a little bit more upbeat. Who brings the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty? go tell it go go tell it go tell it go go
0: tell it
1: go tell it go go tell it 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 go tell it go tell it
0: God bless you, and may you go tell it to somebody else that Jesus Christ is born. God bless you. Merry
1: Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone.